Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this. It's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it, and I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good, um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. Just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meats, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, Liquid Death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Bro. Yeah, man. Check, check. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. So the last time I had this man, this amazing human on my podcast, we kind of just met. Like I met him briefly at a Chromag show on the stage at Roxy, and then our friend Chris Yervain, rest in peace, brought us together. And Chris was in the uh, in this kitchen when it happened, yeah. and that would have been episode 86. But here he is back in my house. We've we've hung out so many fucking times since then. Frank Grillo, thank you for being here. Oh, brother. my brother, so good to see you. So good, like so, just like us meeting back then, and um, all the fight nights and just stuff like that, and just all of us coming together through Chris Uvain, and um, it's just it's 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 crazy. I know it is crazy to think, and I do remember him exactly sitting here and yeah. <laughs> making comments, and uh, he was like with the, no in, microphone, no microphone in the peanut gallery, and I kept telling him to be quiet. <laughs> he could never shut his mouth. But uh, yeah, man. So like a lot's happened since then. Like that was how long ago? I don't know, man. What, what this this is probably like we're in two hundreds now. Your episode was eighty six back then. It's been yeah, a minute, Brent. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. You've been really busy since the last time you've been here, like doing so many movies, traveling, everything, man. Yeah, I mean, I think I think since the last time I was here, I was getting divorced or I had just oh, been yeah. separated, and uh, and now that's over. It was a very difficult time in my life. Yeah. Um, people talk about. People talk about death, and, and I go, yeah, well, get divorced. Yeah, so, they say death and divorce. I think it's divorce, and <laughs> I think it is. I think it's death and then divorce, number one. The uh, most stressful thing. It was terrible. It was a terrible, and we're great terms now. I was going to ask you that. I mean, as as good as can be expected for two people who were in love and shared a life, and but yeah, uh, yeah it was oh, it was miserable. How yeah. long are you married for? Together, 23 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah, man, it's like, you know, it's like you're not just it's not just your wife or your husband. It's it's your arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're it's yeah. like you're with this person all the time. Yeah. And I really loved being with her. Uh and I think vice versa. We were great friends. And so it's like you know, it's like you and your best friend aren't best friends anymore, but you you live down the street from each other. Mm. It's weird. And you got children, so Yeah, we got two great kids that we we really truly co-parent. Um which is the, which is what you need to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm married 20, uh, I'll be 28 years this year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys are, you know, it's amazing. It's crazy, man. I mean, relationships aren't easy, man. They're not. I mean, there, there's no such thing as perfection in anything, nah, especially nothing. in relationships. And you you got to be able, I love listening to Bill Burr talk about his marriage <laughs> and, you know. Oh, yeah. He always makes fun of his wife. He always <laughs> does. And he's always talking about how they always argue. Yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of like, it's like that's what you it's all part of it. It's like yeah. it's a big beautiful mess. And that's what marriage is. And if it's yeah. not, then I guess you're living untruthfully. Yeah. Did you guys do couples therapy and shit like that? Oh, too? we did everything, man. But we didn't just do couples therapy because we were having problems. Like we we were progressive about it and uh we would do everything together. We we went on all kinds of journeys with people who were would help uh, spiritually, oh, you know, cool. as a couple and separately. And we were always kind of, we're, we're seekers like of information. Okay. Um, do you know what I mean? You're, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're either like a follower, you know, maybe if you're just like religious because your parents were religious and you're Catholic and you go to church every Sunday and you're just following, you know, what the routine is. Yeah. And then there's people who are truly, you know, spiritual and they're looking for, all kinds of answers. Yeah. And those are the seekers, right? And yes. I think we were we were seekers, my wife and I. And how'd you guys meet? On a soap opera. 
Oh, that's right. I think we missed her. Yeah. Six. That's right. That's so cool. She's an amazing actress as She's well. an amazing actress. Yellowstone. She, she's on Yellowstone. She plays, she's been on great shows on Damages and uh, some other great shows. She's a, she's a class act. She is on Yellowstone now. She plays Costner's girlfriend and yeah. the governor. There's another um, season coming. There's got to be, I man. think there's a half of a season left, and then I think Costner is, is done. Oh, it's such a great show, With man. Taylor Sheridan, yeah. yeah. Damn. But, uh, you know, look, egos are a, a difficult. Now, <laughs> Taylor Sheridan has like 10 shows on the air. So. Okay, I didn't know that. But... Uh, yeah, I think they were supposed to go back, and Costner set some time aside, and then they didn't go back because they weren't ready. So he's Kevin Costner. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations too on uh, the Creature Commander, the DC Comics thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting was, was because it Rick, what's any Rick Flag? Rick Flag Senior. I got, that's a big deal, DC. That's awesome. Man. It's a big deal because I was the first person they hired, and uh, you know, I love. I've always loved James Gunn, and he's incredibly talented. Um, and, you know, we always say, he's always said, you know, we, we got to do something. We got to do something. And, you know, true to form, he, as soon as he got into power, it's awesome, man. he reached out to me and said, here we go. Yeah. Cause the last so, time we, we talked about the Marvel thing, you, you were in there for a short yeah. second and your kid's like, no, you have to do it, dad. And yeah. You did and it, and the like, Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. 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 Cause, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I got a little pissy about it because I really thought there was a, a future for the character. Mm. And because uh, I thought there, wow, there's other characters that I think suck. Why do they? Why are they there? And people dug that Crossbones character. Yeah, man. But uh, you know, it, it was what it was, and I appreciate all of it, and it was all great and it's fun. And uh, but, but now, now, yeah, now we're in DC, man. So cool. Yeah. And then Lamborghini. I thought that was a great movie. It was a good little movie, you awesome, know. It was. Uh, yeah, it it wasn't. It was again not perfect, but uh, for what it was and how it had to be made, I think. Bobby Moresco, the director and the writer, did a pretty, pretty. It was fun to do. Yeah, you were over there a bunch. You went back and forth doing like yeah, premieres they, and stuff. I know they treated it like it was, uh, you know, it's it was a big deal uh, yeah. over in Italy. Yeah, it was nice to be over there, right, filming. Oh, I love it, man. That's where I want to live. Yeah, it's beautiful there. Rome, all that. All yeah, yeah, if I could live half there and half in uh, Malibu, maybe. Yeah, know. the food there is good. Uh, you could eat shitty and not get gain weight. It's interesting. Yeah, but like you could eat all the bread and the pasta and the stuff you're not supposed to eat here, but it's different over there. It's not processed, it's, I guess, the way yeah, it's the true. way it is here. It's just you know they it's don't organic. It's or not all packaged and and uh, sitting on shelves for a, a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just watched One Day as a Lion and uh, I watched that the other day with my wife. I thought that was a great movie too. That's out right now. You can rent it. It's in, it's in theaters as well. It was in theaters. That Scotty Kahn, man, wrote a yeah. really cool little script, a real throwback. He wrote that? I didn't know he wrote that. That's he sick. wrote it. And uh, my buddy John Swab directed it. I've done all of John Swab's movies. And uh, he called me and he said, do you know Scott Kahn? I go, I do. He said, <laughs> well, I'm directing his script. And there's a role, and I saw it, and then I saw Scott, and he was like, "You want to do it?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, I definitely want to do it." Awesome. And uh, he, a great little movie, I think. It's really fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> My boy Slane's in there. Slane is our guy. Taryn's in yeah, there. Yeah. And Scott, um, Scott, for the first time, I saw Jimmy Khan in Scott. I did Khan. see his face, a bunch of his expressions, the way he the, walked. Yeah, dude. Like he's walking, like you it's know. Interesting. I know it is interesting. In fact, James Khan, the great James Khan. Uh, passed away while we were shooting them. Oh, movie. wow. Yeah, so Scotty had to go back and deal with all that. Damn. He's a little ripper, too. Like, I used to skate the spot, and he used to be there ripping on a mini ramp. He surfs. Stud. He's a, he, I think he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. And he also was a rapper in a group called the Hooligans back in the day. I him, heard that. Him and, him and Alchemist. Yeah. They opened up for House of Pain on those tours in the I, 90s. I heard that. So I crazy. didn't know that. Yeah. 
That is crazy. I would love to see him rhyme. With he's an thing. artist. The guy's an yeah. artist. Like he can do. He does a lot. He, you know, he does a lot of things. Yeah, he's one of those guys. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go back a little things just because it's been demolished in Japan. But I saw they had Purge at Horror Nights. I know it was like last year, but that's still sick, right? Yeah, I love Purge. You know, there's another script, Ooh. Uh, which James DeMonico, the guy who I did Purge Anarchy and Election Year with, it's he wrote it about this character, and they were hot on it for a minute and. I don't know what happened. It's kind of in limbo at the moment, but we're hoping that uh, he's going to direct the last one and I'll be in it and, and we'll close out that Purge chapter. That'd be amazing, man. But who knows? Maybe maybe I'm too old. Are there some movies that you just uh, are not, not interesting doing? Are you down to be read every script to be open-minded and check everything out? Yeah, Is I mean... comedy or some yeah, shit? Look, I'm know. not... You know, I don't live in that world of big studio movies all the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm... I'm I take it as it comes. I do not take myself very seriously. When I go to work, I take it seriously. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, if, if you show me something cool, it's a million dollars to make it, I'll, yeah. I'll jump in. Like, we made that movie with Scotty for nothing. Wow. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome or to see you like, an, um, like a romantic comedy. Never. It's <laughs> never happening. I don't have a romantic bone in my Maybe body. now because... You haven't drank in a long time. Maybe now. No, I'd have to drink okay. to be in a romantic comedy. You have to have the, break the wine up. You know, that. it's it's one of those genres <laughs> that... that uh, it, what if you'd kill it in there? What if you just... You don't know, man. It would have to be... It would have to be like a... a it would have to be an off-kilter romantic okay. comedy. Like, as good as it gets. You know, yeah. uh, the Jack Nicholson movie, As Good As It Gets, when, when right. he, he won an Oscar for that, right. with Helen Hunt, right? That's a romantic comedy. True. That was cool. Right. Yeah. But nobody's really l looking at me as a romantic, you know, lead in a movie. They do. I since boss level, people are interested in me doing yeah. funny things. Okay. Um, and that's I. Ha we have a script we're working on now that's uh, leaning towards uh, action and comedy. Um, that's where they came out. We talked about it last time, but that that movie came out, and that's yeah. pretty good too, mm. man. Saw that as well. That was a great movie. Yeah, my my uh, then partner Joe Carnahan, who's amazing. Uh, we made that movie with our company, so it was uh, yeah, it was a lot. It was cool. It did really well. Yeah. So we were talking before the pod started about you quit drinking and uh, and on Christmas, which is amazing because yeah. I've hung out with you a bunch of times and I see you drinking your wine. You're not getting crazy, but I see that's that's your thing, you know. But now you just quit it cold turkey. Has that been different and with acting and, and just yeah, acting and stuff like that, being sober. It's a great question. I don't know because I haven't acted since I ah. stopped drinking, but I'm going back to Colombia next month to finish a movie that I started in Puerto Rico. Long story, but we're now we're doing it in Colombia. Me, uh, Andy Garcia. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, Melissa Leo. But we're going back, and uh, it'll be the first time that, you know, there's no wine in my trailer. Wow. It's <laughs> amazing. And I think there's going to be a better sense of, of clarity. I, I don't always... I, usually I don't drink when I'm working yeah but for the last three or four years since my parents died and started a chain reaction in my life of tragedy after tragedy yes i found myself really uh self-medicating with wine with booze and I, you know i didn't realize it until i stopped drinking yeah um so i am excited to, i'm actually excited and looking forward to Going down to Colombia and really immersing myself in this in this movie without any substances. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, because you thought just drinking wine, you, it's not like you're drinking hard liquor every day or drinking beers and six packs and stuff. No, man. Wine just seems wine. like the chillest. I never drank alcohol, but from where I can see, wine seems like the chillest, easiest. It's food, you know, for being Italian, I'm a Southern Italian yeah. guy. I mean, you know, we would drink, there was wine on my table f- every morning when I was a kid. Like You tried it at a young age, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it was okay. There was no taboo. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. we drank wine with our parents. Yeah. That's what the first time I drank was culture. with my mother and father because it is part of the culture. Yeah. Um, I don't know about it anymore, but it was, and you know, back in 1600 when I was a kid. <laughs> um, and and so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the I've been drinking wine since as long as I can remember, and I love wine. Like, I love yeah. good wine. So I think just the cumulative effect of drinking almost every day, you know, yeah, it, and your body never without some level of alcohol in it. Yeah, I mean, when you think about that, and alcohol is poison. It is, man. <laughs> and you just doing that for fun because you're like you're off. It's almost like you're on vacation. You're home. You're not worried. You're 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 in between movies. You're chilling in a new place. Yeah, it's just like. Uh, you, you know, by the way, now would be the time I would be drinking a lot because I haven't worked in several months. I'm home. I'm doing, you know, renovations on this new house. Yeah. And it's a bit stressful. And I, I'm bored. I'm, yeah. You know, me, me being bored is a terrible fucking thing. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> it's, scary. it's scary. Yeah. And uh, but, you know, I've learned that. I'm not necessarily bored as I am peaceful. <laughs> I just have to get used to being peaceful. You, do. you know, being... and you still train every day, so you're getting oh, out the man. stress and all that shit that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My That's training, what you do with my all training is the is is one constant in my life. Yeah, you know, no matter what. Yeah, even if you're hungover or whatever, it is fucking. Going. I would. I, I, if I was hungover, I'd train harder. Yeah, I put on my sauna suit and go box and. I'd have, you know, rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds with my trainer and, and I would be soaking wet and then go, oh, look, I got it all out. Yeah. No, I didn't get it all out. And so, but just quitting cold turkey, that's incredible too, man. And I have to tell you, I wish I could say how difficult it was. And I, you know, I, everybody's different. Yeah. I, but it, I, you know, I've always been, you know, very disciplined and, Again, I always say where the mind goes, the body follows. And in my head, I was like, I'm not drinking anymore. Yeah. And you know how many people, this is what my people suck. <laughs> you know how many people have come up to me and said, what do you mean you're not drinking? Just have one glass. Oh, dude. I'm like, I'm not drinking one glass. Why do I need to drink one it's glass of wine? Thing. I said, how about I drink water in a wine glass? Like, you won't know the fucking difference. Yeah. But a lot of people are like, oh, man, you're not going to be as fun. I'm like, really? Mm. Watch this. Yeah. And I actually have a better time when I go out because I remember everything. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm in the conversation when I want to be. Yeah. And I'm not in the conversation when I shouldn't be. Yeah. Right. As opposed to a couple glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's crazy how people get offended like that. Oh, you don't oh. drink anymore? What the hell? Like. I know, man. You're soft or you're weak or you should be drinking. Like, what happened? I never quit anything. I'm like, oh, that's a great thing. That's but just one. Yeah, I never quit anything. <laughs> do, you, do, do you ever get depressed? Um, because now you've been talking, we talk about mental. Yeah, I don't get depressed. Health. I, I do exist in, uh, you know, a lot of times, and, and maybe it's because of what I do. And, but I, there is a sense of melancholia that I kind of enjoy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not the guy running around. I can be really fun and gregarious and 
but I, I kind of lean into the melancholia. Am I depressed? I'm really not. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's interesting because I, like I said earlier, I went through a tough four years pre COVID parents died a month or so apart from each other. Um, and then my wife uh, and I were getting divorced, went through a terrible separation, really awful separation. Then yeah. I met another woman and, and kind of got involved too early. And that really was, a, it took a lot out of me too. And it was a lot of loss continuously. Yeah, loss. And, Chris, and, yeah. and, and Chris, uh, you know, uh, with suicide and, and, and my, then my cousin six months almost to the day, uh, who was more like my brother. We grew up together. He, he did the same thing. Yeah. And, um, it just was, a, it was, I was struggling, but I wasn't depressed. Yeah. I, I was just waiting to get out of it. Like, I was like, how am I going to get myself out of this? Yeah. You know, while drinking a, a bottle of wine a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, I, I, look, I could never take my life. You know, I like nothing could ever make me, you know, if I had to be poor again, I'd be poor. I mean, you know, if what no, nobody who's good, if I, if I have a girlfriend and she leaves me, okay. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to go, well, there are 8 billion people in the world. There's probably another soulmate out there for me. Yeah, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not living lonely. It's, it's all good. I would never, ever, it's never even crossed my mind to off myself. Yeah. Because I would think. I think about, first of all, who's going to tell them and the look on their face when they hear my kids that, oh man, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't do, I I, I would never, I would live in misery, uh, you know, under a truck uh, with naked and freezing cold, but you know, it, because there's no way I'm doing that to my kids. The pain's got to be so intense. I can't even imagine the pain. I could take it. I'm taking the pain. I'm taking the pain. So... But I don't know. I'm not clinically depressed, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that does to your DNA and and your and wh- how you think. You know, yeah. To be not in your right mind, right? Yeah. So I often think about that. Like my cousin, who had three kids, who he loved more than life itself, got somehow to a place from the time he left my house to the next. Just, Two days later. Wow. Got some place in his head where he thought the world would be better off had he not been there. And he was in the next room. Damn, dude. So, and I know this guy. Like, something went terribly awry. And he was sober for 25 years, so I can't, wasn't, you know, he wasn't on pills or, uh, you know, he was, he did start taking Ambien. Who the fuck knows? I mean, I don't. People get addicted to Ambien, too. Yeah, and it also, it also fucks you up. It does. Yeah, it's not a good thing. It does, and not not to blow up a spot, but my wife was for like a year, and she was like going on eBay and buying all this furniture, and then the next day we wake up, and she's like, oh, I got a whole living room set, because she was all fucking high on Ambien, right. eating like cookies and fucking... Yeah, if you don't fall asleep, the Ambien does weird And that's why she did, she too. loved the high and the craziness of it, but she's not on it no more, but it was fucking scary. I was yeah. like, yo, you gotta chill. Like, Yeah, and and I've done a little research since, because he, he was getting it from friends, and uh, you know, you can, you can have psychotic events on stuff like that. So, okay. yeah, it's, it, it's, that's serious shit, man. It is, but it's like, I, I can't imagine how people say like, oh, suicide's selfish. And I understand it because, yeah, you're leaving all these people behind that love you, your friends, your family. But I don't know. That's I, logic. I, I just couldn't imagine that pain to where you could be right. able to take your own. I can't imagine like what it feels like. I can't. Yeah, or the idea, again, or the idea that the, that everyone's better off without me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That That feeling like, 
It's horrible. My man. kids don't need me anymore, it's and you. and they probably I'm a burden. Do you, do you know what I mean? I'm a burden to my children somehow because I'm not where I sh- think I should be financially or this, that, and a third. And there's so many, you know, it's it goes on. And it's and, it's uh, such a real thing. It's oh, even... it's, it's horrific. And it <laughs> needs to be. It needs to be. Look, there are things in the press today that. You know, I'm a Gen X guy. Like I'm old. You know, am I Gen X? I'm 1970. I'm 53. Yeah, I'm close. Yeah, I think you. Okay. I think you are. And and uh, or close. And and everybody deserves to be heard, and and we should take care of each other, and you know, not judge each other. But I think the lack the lack of resources for mental illness. Yeah. Is astounding. It's astounding. It is so prevalent in our society, True. and it's so it's so it's so. There's just such a lack of help for people, mm-hmm. and it's so looked down upon. And there's such a stigma, yeah. still about having a problem in your head as opposed to in your chest or in your <laughs> knee. Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah, is it any less real? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Uh, man. I, anyway, I mean, no, I can talk sad. about this forever. It's really sad and it's scary, and it's like I know, man. And as you get older, it gets scarier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I'm starting to sniff mortality. It's like I go to bed at night, going, "Oh wow, man, I'm fucking getting up there," and and I got to make sure I'm doing everything I could be doing in my life, not just not like for my kids or but for myself, yeah. like. And not drinking is one of them, man. Totally take care of yourself, yeah. Not, like, I, I mean, the, uh, this is going to sound, uh, you know, uh, the trees are greener and the and the air smells cleaner. And, and uh, you, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, you know, I walk my dogs and I'm noticing the flowers. I'm like, who is this guy? You, you, <laughs> I love you it, know? Man, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, it's like great. It's a new chapter, man. Yeah, and people say things that piss me off and I'm like... <sighs> It ain't worth it, dude. It ain't worth it. <laughs> it's not, man. I'm like, I'm not reacting. Yeah, it's so, that's a new, it's a, it's a new you. Yeah, it is. It it's really cra- is. It's crazy with the mortality thing, because I do talk about it on like, I'm getting older, my son's getting older, like, he's got, he's just getting started, I'm, I'm on my way out, and <laughs> just thinking about that, not trying to be morbid, but working out, eating good, training, doing everything I can to stay young and keep up with him as best as I can, and watch him surf and skate, I'm talking about right now, he walks into the room. Just about like staying younger and staying in shape to be there for our children. I yep. don't know. It's so important, man. I know, and and it's and it's interesting because you go through a phase with your kids where, you know, your dad and your and you're the authority, and they yeah. think you you got it all figured out. You're a superhero, dude. And you're not. You're you, perfect. Yeah, you're perfect, right? And you're not. And then you start to, you know, then, like my son's 26, my oldest son. Yeah. And. I can see how he now he's going through a point in his life where he feels like he's got to hurry up mm. to get things accomplished, not realizing he's only 26. Yeah, years you don't. Old, yeah. Right? Yeah. But in his life, it's all it's all, you know, it's all relative. I mean, yeah. he thinks, you know, at 26, he's got to accomplish things before 30. Yeah. Which is so silly. And yeah. I, I keep telling him, stop. It's the, that is the biggest waste of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it puts our relationship in a very interesting place because he's like, he's not looking at dad right now. He's thinking, oh, wait a minute. I got to do my thing. Yeah. So it, it, it's 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 just a real, I don't even know how to articulate it. But, and then it's I got feeling, yeah. my two other guys, you know, one of my guys is is a little spectrum-y. He's, he's okay. going to graduate high school. 
and we're trying to figure out where he's going to land. Like, I don't know what his future holds. Like, I don't know the level of independence that he is cognitively fine, but I don't know the level of independence that he's going to have. Right. So that's yeah. now that's on my mind. Right. Yeah. And then I got this beautiful, ethereal 15 year old maniac kid. Who's <laughs> just, he's just a ball of life. Uh, and I got to, make sure I'm giving him what he needs yeah, man. and not like lump them together as one unit. You can't do that. You can't do that. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have like the leaving the nest syndrome too. Like you want them to stay there as long as they can. I do, man. Shit's That's why hard. I bought this big house. I'm like, if I could entice them with, you know, an elevator in the house, <laughs> a giant pool and a theater, you and know, the, bedrooms, everything. Yeah. yeah and it's dude. like bedrooms. They have their own bathrooms. You know, it's like, it's kind of stupid and, Gross, but yeah. I, I was I was you know throwing shit against the wall. Uh, <laughs> it's just weird thing about like not having it in the house and like having it. my son's twenty. I'm like you can live here as long as you want. Uh, mine too. Live in L.A., dude. It's Fuck expensive. Yeah. And I'm gonna have to pay for it anyway. So. Yeah, but but I yeah. mean like, and I'm gonna be at look. You, you know, it's funny, man, because part of me, I've been married my whole adult life. I've been married yeah. twice since I'm 24, right? Yeah. And the big uh, part of me is like. I'm going to be alone. <laughs> like, like there are nights when I'm by myself in the house. Now it's nice for a minute, for a minute, dude. It's nice for a minute. The way when you're married, it's nice when your wife goes to see your family or totally. something you're alone and for time. a minute, you get alone time totally. and you become introspective and it's like, Hey, woo, I can walk around in my underwear and totally. do, you know, but as you get older and you know, you're kind of less attractive to women. <laughs> you know, at some point they're going to stop looking. <laughs> it's like, um, what do I got going here? What am I doing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll sell the whole fucking thing and I'll live in a trailer somewhere. Like I'm not living in a house, mm -hmm. an empty house. I'm a, no, no. Especially that big house. Yeah. I Are mean, you on dating apps and shit like that? No, 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 no. Cause no. you're a single man. Yeah. No, I am seeing someone. Okay. Uh, who's f much younger than I am. Okay. <laughs> is, that, is that hard it it's is different, yeah. it, it's different you know I mean she's actually f not from this country um, there is a thing where I, I'm not saying this is, this is uh, everybody does this but me and my wife talk about it. there is a thing where people get divorced and then the, 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 the male the husband he'll go for like a younger girl I don't know what that is I didn't What's go he, for I didn't even go for it okay she she uh, you know I had a girl would you date a girl your age though in my in the 50s yeah I mean, they'd have to be special. <laughs> I mean, they'd have to be hot. My ex-wife was gorgeous, man. Yeah. My my, my ex-wife Wendy's still beautiful, still yeah. beautiful. I mean, yeah. one of the great faces I've ever seen. I mean, I I just think she's stunning. Yeah. I mean, the other day I saw her, I was like, wow. I mean, you know, she's mid fifties. She's beautiful. Is your uh, do you have a, you have a feeling when you see her still like like you wish? Oh, no, I love her to death. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't know that. Like, she doesn't realize it. But I I love her to death. How could I not? I mean, is I love she psyched her. on your recent sobriety? You know, she's an interesting bird because she doesn't show me any more emotion. Okay. You know what? I think she's very protective of herself. Okay. As she should be. But like her mother just passed. Okay. You know, and she was on the fence about, she has a terrible relationship, a weird relationship with her mother, which in later years has been better, but still very, uh, you know, she's yeah. Uh, yeah. arm's distance away. And, and it, was, it was not an easy road for her and her mother. Yeah. And I said to her, having my mother had passed, and I said, I, I got to tell you, I think you need to go. And, and, and not just for her, you need to go for you. Yeah. And it was the first time that her and I were really getting into some 
deep, deep conversations the way we would as if we were married or really good friends. Yeah. You know? And uh, last year I was doing this movie in Puerto Rico when one of the actresses fell out and uh, I called her up. I was producing with uh, some other people and I said, I'll get you a bunch of dough. Come down for two days. Wow. And I got her six figures for wow for two days. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, yeah. And that's uh, cool. And we hung out for two days. Like she would come up to my room and we would shoot the shit. I mean, because before we were married, we were friends. She never remarried? I, you know, I do not know what her dating life is. Okay. And I don't want to know. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I, I'd rather, you know, what, what you don't know doesn't, no, doesn't harm you, you know? But I, I hope she she's such a, an amazing human being. I mean, I'm sure she'll find somebody great. But this is the first time seeing you like, not, like sober, though, for her, though, right? Well, I mean, yeah. I, her and I always were, were fucking right there. Okay. Man. Like when we were younger, we did all kinds of shit in okay. New York. So, uh, <laughs> uh, um, but never, never cocaine, you know, never any of that kind of shit. But we were always running around. And, in New uh, York? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And then we did it when we moved here. Um, but uh, I was never a drunk. Like it was, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. wasn't that. I wasn't my father. My father used to get fucking hammered yeah. and angry. I used to have to take him down to the ground and go, Damn. you're drunk and I'm stronger than you. Wow. <laughs> what was his dr drink of choice? Uh, Johnny Walker Black. Okay. Yeah. But he was a major clinically depressed guy. Okay. Yeah. It runs in my family. Yeah. It does. Damn, man. Mm. Well, you're doing good, and the kids are doing good. Everybody's good, man. You know, it's like uh, I'm excited to kind of get back to work. I appreciate I appreciate it now that I haven't worked. Yeah. You know, the uh, I worked a bit too much, like trying to make up for the divorce, and, and it kind of hurt. You were doing a lot of movies, man. I know. I did some shitty ones, too, that I hope don't come out. I mean... <laughs> No, I did. But since I saw you though, it was like the Body Brokers, Paradise Body, Highway. No, that's that's yeah, that's th those were great. I mean, Stowaway. yeah, those those like that's Juliette Binoche and Morgan Freeman. I did some great ones, small small but great. Yeah. But I also did, you know, I took the money because I I fucking got hammered with my divorce. divorce yeah, uh, paying lawyers is the stupidest fucking. We I wound up paying. Hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and in the end, we basically—I just basically gave her my house. And after uh, all that, after all that, gave her a really nice house by the beach and and a, a sizable amount of money to take care of her and the kids, deservedly so. Yeah, uh, and I could have done that regardless. Without, yeah, you guys just <laughs> talked about it. It's crazy, I right? Know. It's such a—it's such a gross waste of money. They got, yeah, that's. You could have figured it on your own, just like as adults. But that's kind of. But I had a good lawyer. Like she, she was great, Marcy. Uh, she, uh, she's a phenomenal lawyer. But she, she knew. She yeah. was like, let's not. We don't need. This is a fight you don't want to have. Let's kind of acquiesce to this, and and uh, you'll be better off. In the, and she was great. So it's all in the past. This is the great thing about life. The only constant is change, right? Yeah. And so you know. I'm out of that now. I'm, that 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 fog of war has passed me. Yeah, totally. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I love my ex-wife, and you know, I don't have I have zero regrets about my relationship. I loved being married. I've been married obviously my whole life, and I have great kids. and And I'm fortunate enough to be able to. I mean, I'm not Brad Pitt, but I'm I'm able to work pretty much as much as I want to. Yeah. Uh, not always what I want to, but I can take care of my family. Yeah. Live my life. Do you get married again someday? Never. 
That Just I real know. quick, yeah. Never. Never. I'll yeah. never be married again. No. Nor will I have any more children. Of course. I will cut my penis off. <laughs> I'm surprised to. you get the snip. I got the snip a while ago. You did? Yeah. Uh, you know it. what it is? I'm 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 afraid I'm afraid it's gonna hurt my it's, it's not even that bad, dude. It's not? Nah, man. It's so fast. And the doctor's name is Dr. Sachs. And that's a fact. And Beverly no Hills doing thirty five years doing it does all my friends. So how long are you out of commission? Dude, a couple days. You put ice on it. It's, you're so, it's so easy, dude. On your balls? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get you information. It's the most professional in and out situation. All my friends got it. Rappaport, I'm, I'm a name drop some people. A bunch of my friends all went to the same, same guy. Yeah, Dr. All Sachs. Right. I get, you got to hook He's me legit. up with Dr. Sachs. I think then you're just chilling, dude. You're chilling. Does he do colonoscopies too? I just got, did you get yours? Not yet. You motherfucker. Yo, let's talk about it because I was so scared. I went like a year ago. I documented the whole thing. It was fucking so easy. It was? I never got put under my whole life. Bro, it's so fucking fast. Uh, I just don't want to drink the shit, man. Yeah, you, you, it's not even that bad, bro. Like, I, I, It's not? I have no problem shitting. It wasn't that bad, dude. Me no. either. I shit six times a day. Yeah, I love it. So, listen, <laughs> it, you have to do it. You're fucking supposed to do it at I 50, know, bro. I know, I know, I know. You're relax, relax. But I, listen, I look 50. What are you scared of, though? You know, you look great. What are you scared of, you think? Just the not knowing or just... No, um, I don't fucking have colon cancer. I, no, I'm not saying that. Just like, No, I just uh, I don't like things in my ass. Yeah. What am I afraid of? <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel shit, though. You're not going to feel shit. I know. I got to go do it. My yeah, doctor actually stopped seeing me because I didn't get a colonoscopy <laughs> yet. Dude, everybody there is Dr. so... Dr. Soup. Great, amazing doc. He's one of the best doctors in LA. And he took, <laughs> I, he kind of blew me off because I, I, I didn't get a colonoscopy when I was supposed to. We have to do it. Right. But I was nervous as fuck. I was so shook. I've fucking never been knocked out my entire... It's the most drugs I've ever been on my whole life. Is It's like the Michael, Michael Jackson drug. They knock you out. You wake up, the shit is done, but... Right before the shit, I noticed that my doctor was like sleeved up. I was like, oh man, this guy might, I don't know what, if he's from music. He looks at me, he pulls the mask, goes, are you in a band called H2O? No way. And I was like, yeah. And I was totally high and I go, I go and you're about to look at my ass. And he started laughing. That's the last thing I said to him. Because they flip you over, you're naked. So I'm like, tap, my whole ass is tatted up. I'm like, these dudes are laughing at all my shit. But Wait, your ass is tatted? Uh -huh, I got prints on my ass and I got Robert Smith on my ass. My whole ass is a spider web. I love Robert Smith. They're playing. Three nights here. We're going to go. I got to go. May 23rd, 24th, 25th. I'm we not gotta... fucking here, man. Three nights at the fucking Hollywood Bowl. No, bro. I'm in Cold That's why you love The Cure and you fuck with Coldplay. Yes. Yeah. Love Coldplay, man. But that's the last thing that happened. I became friends with this doctor. He follows me on social media. He's an actor. <laughs> He's like a total handsome, Wait a tatted up dude. He's a handsome, tatted up dude who sticks things in your ass. Wait, this is good. This is but weird. That, this just got weird. But, that, but I'm saying, I don't I, want handsome guys sticking things in my ass. But that, but that was his. That's his job. So, um, I, let's just talk some random shit. Like, what was the last real job you had? We had to clock in and shit. Like a job, you had a boss. Uh, I, I was a hot tar roofer when I was a teenager. I guess a hot tar roofer when. Oh, no, I worked on Wall Street for a while. Really? Yeah, when I was in college. I think that's the last job. You, what's the last job you like go, I'm acting, fuck it, I'm getting paid to do this? Dude, it was so weird. As, as soon as I started, as soon as I said I wanted to be an actor, I started, you know, I got real serious about who I was studying with and a whole bunch of bullshit. Um, <laughs> I went on one audition for this fucking soap opera that my friends were Oh, yeah. And, and I got it. 
So I was like, this is easy. This acting thing is easy. Wow. But I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was horrific. That's what Dre, Dre DiMatteo did, too. It was Sopranos was the first thing she told me. Right. Just and I'll tell it. you, even when I know, I worked all the time. Like, actors work all the time. That You don't know who they are. They work all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. So you may you might recognize their face. You, you might not. But, but when I did Warrior... With no, I was just with Gavin O'Connor too. I was just with uh, the, the Gavin who wrote and directed Warrior. Nolte, Nolte, like, and I was in my forties. Nolte, fucking taught me. He, it's hard. He, he, you know, he had a fucking binder filled with information. <laughs> Nick and fucking Nick and I was like, Nick, what is that? You know, he's like, that's my character, my fucking character. Like, okay, <laughs> tell me what you do. What the fuck? What do, what do you do with all that? And he kind of broke it down for me and that wow. started my journey on taking it really fucking seriously yeah. really seriously no it's hard he's the baddest of the bad man so just yeah that's crazy that was your first one was a soap opera wow yeah well that's where i met my wife i know i didn't even like her either like she was <laughs> she wasn't my kind of type and, and but she was so cool and then one day i kind of looked at her i'm like oh you're beautiful yeah <laughs> yeah we became we became great friends First. First. That's we important. That's my great wife, friends. Wife that too. Yeah, man. I think we talked about this. Yeah. You have to, it's it's really beneficial to be friends first. And it doesn't always work that way because you've, you know. And loved. to make each other laugh too and not oh, be so serious yeah. and all She's that. She's great. She, my, she had mean? a great like, laugh, my wife. Yeah. Damn, man. Should have stayed with Max, Max, you write a note to us during the podcast? Just say it out loud. Just, just say it on the microphone. Oh, no, no. We're going to say, is it really, is it private? I gotta say, guys. Am I in trouble? Is my car? Did my car get hit? No, you're in trouble. Your car's beautiful, by the way. Thank you. What up, Frank? What's up, baby? Come to my house this weekend, by the way. I'm gonna have the fights. I'm so down. I'm going to Oahu. I heard you were going to Oahu. You come, come. You guys come. You want to come to Oahu with me? Yes, I do. What can I say, bro? Your mom's outside waiting. Just she wants to hang out with you, but she can't get up the stairs. So you have to go downstairs after and be a good a good son. And then Your grandmother, why can't you help her up the stairs? No, she can. She doesn't want to go back up. I'm going to hang out. Oh, okay. And then I'm going to go rock climbing soon. Okay, I love you guys. What a great life. You're you know what's crazy is that... Um, fucking guy. I never cared about... We're going to get into this now. I never cared about UFC or fights. Ever since I became a dad, I, I didn't like watching violent shit. I got super emo. And then when I met Chris Uvain, he invited us to watch fights. And that's where I first found out about... I knew UFC, but I never really watched it. And ever since... He passed, rest in peace. I go to your house or I start renting it at my house. Like Now it's become a thing in my life where I'm paying attention to it. Yeah. Every fight I try to watch because I want to keep it going because that's how we all started hanging. Yeah, and, and, and you know, beautiful. look, fighting is, uh, I've, I'm, as you know, obsessed with yeah. all forms of fighting and I, I, I do it and it's in my work and, and uh, it is a great way. Like I, I had a few people over. I've never had anybody in this house yet because it's under construction, but I had yeah. a few people over the other night and they were basically all in the business Gavin O'Connor my friend Christian Cook who's an actor from London and uh, a couple of people like that at the end of the night they're all exchanging numbers it's cool man and they, they all could help each other in the business and, yeah. and and I was like that's that's what's cool about it like it yeah. brings people together they all love watching it and then they're exchanging numbers and they're gonna create relationships and there no, you go it's awesome yeah. one time Max was like tripping on people's like cauliflower ears and there was this one time there was a big like European looking dude and Max just went up to him and said, hey, what do you do? And he's like, I am the number one kickboxer from Germany. Oh, Rico. I did a movie with him. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was By the way, looking. he is. A lot of kickboxers say they're like world champions. He's 6'6". Six, six, he's big. Handsome. Yeah. As the day is long. His legs are as big <laughs> as tree trunks. Yeah. And 
he literally is the best kickboxer in the world. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's a Dutch. These, these Dutch guys are... He's. I went to Amsterdam. We shot a movie with him. He's, they're trying to make him like the next... Jean-Claude Dolph Van Damme. Or some shit, yeah, yeah, or like Dolph. Like yeah. uh, Jean-Claude. Like he okay. really... Because he really knows martial arts. And they did a, a... They made a lot of... They did a like a hell of a job making this movie for this guy. And uh, he... Uh, I watched him train. Okay. And I was like... Crazy, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> if he ever kicked you... Like he just tapped my thigh, my femur. Yeah. For four months, I had a black and blue. Wow. Yeah, those guys are scary. When, yeah, because when you go to Grillo's house, you have to. It's like one room last time was like a boxing fight, then it was UFC. Yeah, then it's like it UFC real fighters in one room, real boxers. There was some guy, I forget his name. He's super nice. He's always at your house. Chris Van Heerden. I don't know if he's from Ireland or England or where he's from. I, I, or South, or South Africa. Africa. Yeah, yeah he sat next to me. He was he's doing a the play by play the whole fight. I'm like, holy shit, this dude. It's awesome. Yeah, he's a like, pro. He's a pro fighter. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I got a lot of real motherfuckers. A lot there. of yeah. fighter f- friends, more so than actors. Yeah, uh, or athlete friends, uh, because they're just real, man. You know, they're not. Uh, yeah, you hang out much actors, do you? Nah, really. Mm-mm. You have any actor friends, like 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 buddies. You can just text about stuff and get advice. Yeah, I got you know, I'm 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 really good friends with Anthony Mackie. Like okay. we're, we're pals. Um, I do have some really good actor friends, but uh, I live across the street from Renner. So oh, he, wow. he's become a pal, and and ever since I mean he just came back, you know he had that terrible accident. I saw him interview the other day. He's doing great. great. He's doing Savage. great, and he is fucking. He's a badass. Man. His cane and shit. Yeah, he was great. dead. I know. No, I he was dead. Still, dead. It's crazy. Eyeball out of the head. Dead. Yeah, he talked about. It. I saw that. Yeah. Fuck. Smashed his body, man. Like five months ago, maybe right. He's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. There was like new renovation show. Yeah, I went to the shit. premiere. And, oh, nice. And, I mean, he walked the red carpet and. This guy was done. He's ill, bro. I know. He's like a real action hero. A real hero. superhero. Yeah. How old is that guy? I think the, the guy's I think not he's even... 53, 54. So he's super chill, yeah. Brilliant. So you, you feel no pressure being in Hollywood to be any level of actor, any A-list, none of that fantasy no. shit. Yeah. I am what I am. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I, I kind of came out of the fucking... I came through the back door, you yeah. know. I mean, you know, these, some people have been doing this... Yeah. Since they're teenagers or younger, and you know, Christian Bale's been acting since he's six Ew. with Steven Spielberg. Like, yeah. that's you know what I mean. It's like I'm not. What do you want me to do? Are you pretty harsh on yourself, like a harsh critic? No, nah, not at all, man. Do you get bummed? I, 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 you... Look, I'm as good as anybody. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, you know, aside from you know Denzel and fucking uh, Daniel Day Lewis, I mean, but I can act with every. I've acted with some fucking you have badasses, and. Uh, I got it. I know. You know. You know what I mean. I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's uh, the the illusion of what it is and is has long since waned. You, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're just a movie goer, you're just excited to see these people do this thing that is so far from what you could imagine doing. Hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're in it for a long time, and you know, I get to see all the the warts and the pimples and the yeah, ugliness, you and you know, <laughs> you know, when you watch a film that final product isn't what the director sees when the actor's doing it. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. a lot of that is done in, you know, post the movie. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, once you're in it a bit, you go, Oh wait, this guy's not as good as I thought he was. Mm. The editor is editors. Yeah. (laughs) Or this guy's a lot better than I thought he was, you know, and uh, you know, acting is, it's not an applied science. It's, uh, 
It's interesting. You could come in off the street and become a movie star. I know. You like doing auditions still? I don't. I haven't auditioned in probably 12 years. Wow. Yeah. And now they're like online too, I heard. Like it's not even in person anymore. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I, I don't. That's uh, sick you haven't uh, done that yet. No, I don't. I just, it's a, it's, a, it's an offer only business at this <laughs> point. Yeah. What if you don't get something you wanted? Do you get bummed at all? I no? don't know. I don't really know what's out there because I just kind of really look. I we you know I I'm fortunate enough at this point and it'll probably stop soon. I get a lot of offers. That's cool for a lot of shit. Yeah, low hanging fruit that we don't want to do because it'll kill me. I've done a little bit of it because I've had to make money. Yeah, but uh, for the most part, I get some cool. You know, I'm always getting offered cool stuff. I kind of carved out a niche for myself, being yeah, you know, the kind of like the real kind of old school dude. <laughs> who can throw a punch yeah you i know? like it it's, it's awesome. you know what i mean so yeah i have no delusions of grandeur and people say terrible things to me like on instagram and really oh yeah i'm fucking crits i'm you, most people say of course amazing things i got great like I, I hate to say the word fans but i have great people who follow yeah. what i do do you respond to those people i do a lot and uh do that eat your day up if you get a negative comment? no 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 i i love it i get tons of you know you suck you know you've done 30 movies in one year and i'm like yeah well i, I like to, to pay for my kids you yeah know? i'm not brad pitt i don't make 17 million dollars a movie yeah i've got to fucking earn money and totally how the movie comes out is not my doing like That's i just thing. show up i do my job and i know i do it well because i prepare really well yeah but i have no you know some of them suck what do you want me to tell you i'm not a filmmaker yeah. Some of the movies that aren't supposed to suck, they suck too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are there some of you done when he came out? Like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Damn. Some? A lot. But I've done enough great movies that have stuck with the zeitgeist that I'm okay. It's like, yeah, I do bad movies. I do a lot of movies. A lot of them are going to be, you know, I, I mean, it started with Warrior, The Grey, End of Watch. Ooh. You know, it, Watch. it started that way. Like, th these were really class movies. Right. And then did the Captain America stuff. And then I'm super proud of the Purge movies. Right. Y you know, th these are a lot of movies. Then I did, we with, with Carnahan, I did Wheelman, which was a fucking great movie. Boss level. Cop Shop recently with me and Butler and... You know, and it's Kingdom, like TV Kingdom. Show. Like I've, I've done. I, I, I listen. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. It's an amazing resume, man. It's fucking. You know, I'm a working guy. Yeah, I'm not a movie star. I'm a guy who sometimes stars in movies. You like that? that <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because you live. Yeah, I I'm love sure it. People recognize you and shit. Oh, like, dude, you, crazy, you have. Bro. I listen. In the last ten years, I, I am, and I don't say this with hubris or like a dick. I'm famous. Like yeah. I'm famous no, sure. around the world for sure. So, you know, it's all day, every day, all day, all day, every day. You don't mind it. Taking pictures. I love it. it. Yeah. It's, it's what make it's what gets me paid. Yeah. If nobody recognized me and I did 60 movies, I'd have a fucking problem. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'd be, yeah, you suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, it's amazing. I just, again, not, not I like, I take a lot of shots from people, but um, I just recently Collider, which was is a great fucking uh, site. You know, Collider. I we follow Collider. We work with Collider a lot when we're promoting movies. But they said it's about the grave. And this article just came I just out. Saw you post it. Frank Grillo is unforgettable in this survival movie. Now, I'm, I'm not. I'm not blowing smoke up my ass. My point is, you know, you're doing great movies when they're talking about them 11 years later. Facts. So I did my job. Yeah. What else, What am I going to do now? You yeah. Know, I've worked with the best, so many Oscar winners. You yeah. know, I did that, that movie Paradise Highway with Juliette Binoche, who I've always been a huge fan of, and Morgan Freeman. 
Ooh. Everybody had Oscars. Everybody except yeah. me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. we did boss level, me and Mel Gibson and Naomi Watts, Oscars, Oscars, Oscars. It's, you know, I, I'm living, I'm breathing that air. Totally. You know, maybe, listen, maybe one of these movies, I'll do it for nothing because it's, it's that amazing. Yeah. And the people involved somehow brought me in. Yeah. And that'll bring me to another place that I, but yeah. I don't, I don't think about shit. Think like about that. it, man. I just do what I do. We're getting Oscars, none of that shit. You just keep it moving, do your thing. I got yeah. wrestling trophies. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what else gives you just as much pleasure as acting? Um, this guy's is different. You can't obviously yeah, family. I love exercise. listen fitness. Yeah, you just, love that. Just shit. overall fitness. Yeah, mental, physical, spiritual. You know, I'm always like, you know, I have a a, a great. Um, uh, a breathing healer his name is peter evans here in la he's, he's very well known and uh it's kind of at this point it's hard to get in to see him but he probably t- he takes me to places it's, it's as if i was taking ayahuasca it's like wim hof kind of cheap. yeah okay deep breathing yeah, yeah. really d- and and really especially like after chris and and roy passed yeah. away like i needed to purge a lot of shit i was just holding in physically you yeah. know and physiologically and so the breathing really Help me clear that shit out of my, out of my body. Yeah, you know. So uh, all that kind of stuff, I I kind of group into fitness. Okay, mental, um, physical. Yeah, yeah that, mental, yeah. physical, spiritual, intellectual. You know, to keep keep my mind sharp. Keep reading. Keep discovering. Now I'm starting to like watch young people. You know, I'm at that age now where I'm like looking at people in their 20s and 30s who are like. Like really doing some interesting things. Actors, and, you mean? All kinds of stuff. All kinds do, of shit. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I'm like, wow, man. Now, you know, learning from young people's, you know, that's the thing I try to tell people who are getting older is like, these kids yeah. <laughs> know a lot more totally. than I did. Uh, and you, you know. pay, so you always pay attention to new up and coming actors uh, and stuff? Always, yeah. always, always. And they're beautiful. They're, they're amazing. You know, they're different. Like the actors that I loved from the seventies and the sixties were different human beings. Totally, the men were different. You know, I always hear people go, "Oh, there's no men in show." I'm like, "There certainly are." Yeah, but they're a bit more evolved, and the times are different. Totally, the times are very such a different world, man. You know, it's like the thing that uh, Bill Burr makes a joke about it about you know all these people went off on how terrible John Wayne is, and I'm like, and he says it. He'd be terrible today yeah. if he was doing that today. You try to cancel him. Right, know, but it, you know, we got to look at uh, where we've come and kind of pat ourselves on the back. Yeah. To, to, to how how we've evolved from f- just 50 years ago. Yeah. From 10 years ago. Yeah. Do you know? Do you, f- do you feel like you've tried to evolve with the times and the cancel culture? Some you pay of it. attention to all that yeah, shit? Yeah, to pay attention to everything because I have to. I know. Um, but, so, you know, some of it I believe is is being forced on us, you know. Yeah. It's, look, I you could fuck donkeys. I don't care. I don't care. I want everybody to live the life they want to because having lost people the way I've lost, yeah. you too. I don't want anybody to be sad. I don't want people to go through life hiding from who they are, right? Yeah. It's none of my business. I just don't want you to make it my business. Don't yeah. tell me how I have to think. I'll think any way I want to think. True. Don't you, do you know what I mean? Don't yeah. force feed me. This stuff that, yeah. you know, or any, it's, and I think, I think we're seeing some, some backlash on totally. specific things. I mean, coming I, out now. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know, you know, several women that are, who are very liberal and, and are starting to, to get a little upset with 
how things are going in 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 the with the t- transgender movement and yeah. how some transgender uh, now women are are getting uh, accolades and money and uh, awards and and in places where these women are like, hold on a second, I get it, but yeah. are we is this the right thing to do? So those are things I pay attention to. Yeah, people speaking up. I, I don't know that I have an opinion yet because yeah. it's all brand new. But oh, brand new. It, it's real. You yeah, know, it's real. You talk to your kids about it too. I'm sure they talk about. Yeah, my yeah. kids. My kids are like, because <laughs> they're like in the social media world. I, I know, like, but my kids. My kids are very liberal too. They're like, let everybody do what they want. But my kids, and kids, their friends too. Their kid, they're still. They're, they say shit that cool. you're like. Yeah, 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 yeah. If kids could get canceled, my my kids' friends would get canceled yeah. because they're still boys. Still like kids, man. They're yeah. kids, man. Experiencing and, life and, and everything. Yeah. And you're not gonna force them, you know. But they are. You know what my kids are? They're incredibly compassionate and empathetic Same. towards anyone who is struggling with anything. I mean, they've yeah. got, we've got tons of gay friends, tons, you know, I mean, for, I've had gay friends since I was a boy in New York city. That is nothing. That's like, yeah. that's, that's nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, you know, like we've been fighting for gay rights since I can remember, like for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And, but now I think there's a bunch of other things going on that it's a lot. Yeah, it, it is a lot the way it's being uh, dealt with. I think in the in the media, the media, yeah, the media makes things so much worse, and it just magnifies everything. And I feel like the last couple of years, pandemic, everything makes everything so much polarized. I just, I, I know, know and you got to take it on an individual basis, man. I'll tell you, the other day, uh, my my buddy Bernard Hiller, Hiller was a very famous acting coach. I went into his class Sunday, and and uh, you know did some speaking in front of his. Uh, he had people from all over the world come for this, this acting seminar. And uh, there was a trans woman there, uh, African-American, and so, so sweet and nice. And and, and uh, I had a long conversation with her. And we were talking about specifically mental health and how this has mm. affected her mental health. And, yeah. I, you know, I was looking at her and I said, you don't even realize how strong you are. To be sitting in this class with all these people, yeah, and being able to pursue what you really your love is, and and to have to, as yourself, as yourself, I said, y- you got to give yourself more credit. Like mm-hmm. you are strong. Yeah. I mean, you are strong. And I walked away feeling better. Like she made me feel better about me. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you start. I'm listening to what she's saying and I'm thinking if one of my sons was going through this and you know I mean she must have been in her early to mid 20s yeah I, I you know certainly nobody's going to tell her what to do or not to do yeah. right she's yeah. beyond that point it's like man that that's a hero like you yeah. you you are fucking powerful to be able to endure this mm-hmm. because everybody's watching and when you're not in your environment with everybody else who might be of you know similar to you yeah i I could i couldn't i don't i couldn't do it i mean i couldn't do that i I, you know i as much as i don't want to fit in i need to fit in like do you know does that make any sense yeah Yeah. she was there by herself too in the class she was there by herself damn baller (laughs) it's it's such a different world man i know like i know and even even you know what's you know what sucks though 
I guess there's a book about what you can say and can't say. Really? What, no, I, there isn't, but there <laughs> should be. Because even trying to talk about it, like as a white middle-aged dude, right? Yes. I might say things that I don't, I'm not trying to be offensive. No. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. And I, you know what? I got too many other fucking things in my life to do to sit down and learn about that. Like mm -hmm. I understand the basics and what it, what is acceptable and not acceptable to say and, totally. and the terms and, and the labels and all that stuff. But you know, any further than that, I'm not, I don't have the time. Sorry. Yeah, I, do your best. I, I want you to be you and be as successful as you, whoever you may be, but it's not on me. It's not on me to say everything the right way to not hurt your feelings. Like, mm -hmm. I got the facts, but people's feelings are good. My feelings get hurt all the time. People's feelings get hurt. Yeah. We're not able to, we have to get our feelings hurt. That's how we live. Like yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. we, that's how we get through life. You yeah. know, we're not ever going to live in a world where our feelings aren't hurt and feelings <laughs> yeah. aren't facts. Feelings are yeah. feelings. So I don't know how I got off in this. Tangent. No, it's really, it's really interesting yeah. though. Yeah. But you don't check your DMs. You don't fight with people. If somebody says negative comment, you're not you're not beefing with them. Or I I do check my DMs a lot because uh, I I want to be aware of what people are thinking and what people are saying. If it's really hyper negative, I just delete it and block. Yeah. Uh, if it's something that I may have said or which is rare, uh, I'll address it. I'm saying I'm sorry you feel that way. Is mm. you know what 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 exactly do you think I meant? Yeah. You know, you're, you're editorializing something I might've said or something I did and it's really in your head. And so maybe I didn't mean it that way. Like, yeah. you, let's, what, 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 what is, what are you feeling from what I did? You know, and are you, is it really from what I did? Or are you just hunting for things to, to offend you, to offend you? Yeah. Yeah. But like, like somebody says something negative, you don't give a fuck. No. Bro, I'm offended. If I was worried about being offended, I, I would never leave my house. <laughs> True. People say shit about me all day long. Negative shit constantly. What do you think is a big misconception of you? That I'm a, like a tough guy, like this tough guy. Like I walk around like I think I'm a tough guy. I'm, I'm a nut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking normal human being. with a fa I'm a father of three. Do I know how to fight? Yeah. Yeah. Can, can I fight Donald Cerrone in the cage? No. <laughs> You know you what I mean? Defend yourself? Yes. yes. Well. Mm. Well. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been doing this since I was a kid. It's like anything else. Do I want to fight anybody in the street? No. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Do I think about fighting? No. no. Never. That's you know? a stereotype of you. Yeah. 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 It's silly. I love, I'm going to tell you something. I love, I love design. I love, I love like decorating my house. I love buying flowers every week for my house. Like I, I think about this stuff. That's awesome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I do. I like a lot of things like that. I, I, uh, I love painting. You love the cure. I love the cure. I love Coldplay. <laughs> I like sad music. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm no, like, that's awesome. Though. Yeah. I'm a normal human being. <laughs> you got a great head of hair, man. I do have phenomenal hair. <laughs> Dude, it's insane, bro. My whole family. It's like your hairline's going the opposite way. It's stupid. But that's great, though. Hey, I got that going for me. And you have no gray, really, unless you die. I do. Probably. No, I've never dyed my... Look at my hair. Oh, yeah. See? You barely have any gray, dude. No gray. My beard's starting to get gray. Wow. I've never dyed my hair okay. to dye my hair. Like Maybe for a movie. For something. a movie, I made it black once. Yeah. Um... But uh, and, and a, good, you know what that's from? When people trip on your hair and think it's like all the time. Real? Oh, they oh, so good. and they I'm accuse me of dying it. <laughs> my best one of my best friends, uh, Marcus Lineal, who's a music man as well. Uh, 
all he says is, hey, FG, I saw that picture of you in the... What color are you using now? Is it? And I'm like, Ooh, I'm like, bro, I don't dye my hair, right. and and I and I'll have to like call my ex-wife and say, will you tell him that I don't dye my hair? <laughs> but the hair, people must be like, yo, how do you have the hair in your fifties? I've yeah, but Crazy. my father before he died, he was seventy-two years old. He had a hair like Elvis. Damn. Yeah. yeah my like, kids have beautiful hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm only fucking five ten, so right. I got to deal with that. Oh, and real quick, the Remy movie was awesome. Me, my wife is like a crazy Charles Manson fanatic. She read all the books. She watched all the docs. We we watched that together, and that was awesome too. The Resurrection of Charlie. Yeah, I mean, he look. He came out of film school. This kind of fell into his lap. I told him I would help him and kind of be in it. Uh, the first cut of it was horrific. I saw you talk about that in Kimmel. Yeah, said, yo, go back to the drawing board. It was it was horrific. Yeah, it, it would have killed him. And to his, in his defense, he, they had no money. Did he and, take that? Okay, even though it's his dad giving him the advice. Yeah, and because it was also Gavin O'Connor. Okay, and and so you know he had an A-list director watch his movie. Dope. And uh, thanks, pops. And yeah, and so whatever he assembled for Dope that, above, it's yeah. as good as it could possibly be. Yeah. And uh, it was a good calling card for him, and uh, he's feeling himself now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Now yeah. he's he's uh, he's listen. You can go on to fucking <laughs> Apple and it says a, a Remy Grillo film and Sick, dude. you know what I mean. And I you must be, be proud. That's yes, awesome. I'm yeah. proud of him because I was in it with him. We got to do a little bit of a publicity thing, and Saw so that. he's out. You know, now it's like the other night I was at a premiere. Oh, I went to Renner's thing, and uh, some young uh, lady came up to me and goes, "You're Remy Grillo's father." <laughs> wow. And I went, "No." Remy Grillo is my son. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. His name out there is freaking know, awesome. Good. Man. And, and, and you helped him, you know, like yeah, give advice. I mean, and I, he listen, if, if, he's a Nepo baby. You know, I help him all the time. Yeah. And I will continue to help him because I can. Will I give him anything? No, but no. I'm, I'm going to help him as yeah. much. Whatever I can do in this business to help him or totally. anybody else yeah. that I'm friends with, I'm doing it. Yeah. So. It's awesome. You And then last thing. Do you, do you binge TV shows? Do you watch anything? Do you have Just time? lately because okay. I have time and uh, I always was like, I don't watch TV. I'm, uh, but I started. I started and there's some great... You watch Beef? Uh, I started to watch Beef. I saw the first episode. Bro. Yeah. It gets so good. Yeah, it's good, huh? It's really good. I heard Cho's in a little bit of trouble. I, I just heard that yesterday, yeah. <laughs> but I binge watched all... I was up two in the morning and my wife watched all those episodes. Don't tell me because I'm going to go tonight. Epic. But I, I binge This Is Us. With Pedro Pascal. Wait, wait. This is us, the TV show? No, it, uh, that's no. a love story. You no, not no, not this is us. What's the oh. one with uh, Pedro Pascal? Wait, oh, oh, oh my God! Um, and uh, Last of Us. Last of Us. Woo! Fire. That, that kid, that girl. Great dude. That that uh, she's British. She's gonna. She's killing it. Fucking brilliant young great. actor. That's a great. Uh, show. I love that. He's. I love that guy. He's I've sick. always loved him. Was he in the Narcos movie? He was on Narco, but yeah. he, nobody. He was kind of. He's always. Like, everyone in low Hollywood key, knows him, but low key. Then he was on Narcos, which was great. Yeah. Uh, but then um, uh, he he also did a movie with Nick Cage, where Nick Cage plays. That Nick That was Cage. great. That was. And he was, that great, was great in that. And uh, and this TV show, I'm just like now he's on fire. I mean, he's on the top of the fucking. Yeah. Food I've been channel. watching Succession. You know that one. Yeah, I did. I watched a little bit of it. I didn't get into it. I, 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 then, yeah. what, wait, I watched another show. I watched it in its entirety. Oh, I've, there's so many shows. We just watched some else too. Um, forgot what I watched. Um, beef is the shit right now. I'm trying to do what else we're watching this. 
I mean, not for nothing. The Wu Tang series is incredible. It's the whole saga of Wu Tang. Is it on Hulu? It's and and it's incredible. And, and and Meth Cliff is a friend of mine. We did a movie together. Yeah, that's right. In Staten Island, where he's from, like he's a king. Damn, he's a great actor too. Man. Great actor, dude. He's killing it on, on like the Fifty Cent show. Right yeah, now. yeah. I told him you're you're gonna you're fantastic. He's a dude, natural. Sometimes that's what I'm saying. That man's Jack too. He's a big boy. But yeah, he's a great actor. Method Man. He's in that. Um, trying to think else I was watching. Yeah, the beef one's good. What you just said was good. Last of Us. I saw. It's got like a new season. Of Last of Us. Watch something. How about Mayans and shit like that? Sons of Anarchy. Shit? Nah, nah. That, I, that never. Okay. I never really thought it was real. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Mayans is pretty good though. The Mayans. Yeah, it's a spinoff. Yeah, yeah. With, with the Latin, that's mm-hmm. kind of with the Latin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the Charlie Hunnam one, it was kind of hit or miss for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was a classic though. Did you, yeah. you love Sopranos? I, I. That was my. That's my show. Incredible. Now, by the way, never missed an episode. Incredible. Ever, tuned in every fucking week. And, and t- James Gandolfini, to me, still one of the best actors on yeah. the planet. Yeah. And we had the same acting coach, the late uh, Harold Guskin in New York, famous acting coach. And and I would be going in just to work, you know, just to kind of, you know, do plays and yeah. stuff and just kind of keep, just act. Yeah. But at a high level. Gandolfini was always walking out. Always, always. So he, at that level, you know, how do you get great? Yeah. This guy was going and still working with his acting coach for his show, for Sopranos. Damn, man. Yeah. His first movie was True Romance. It's great in that. One of the One of the most memorable scenes in, it, in, dude, in the last 50 years. I mean, incredible, that's... Incredible, dude. Right? He was but yeah, amazing. he's dying at 50 years old. Like, fuck, man. Was he 50? Barely 50. Died in Italy, man. I know, but and they talked about on the show like you're getting fag and you're getting a heart attack. Like his character, they would tell him that. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, but he lived. He just consumed. He was like uh, um, John Belushi, man. Mm. He just consumed. And Chris, uh, who was the other guy from Saturday Night Live? Chris Farley, man. Chris Farley. The talent was so bright, right? But they just consumed everything. He was everything. a big dude, right? Uh, big. And, and, and by the way, stud athlete. When he was young in high school, I think he won uh, best looking. He was really <laughs> handsome when he wow. was young. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Did yeah. you watch the Saints, the movie with his kid in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool yeah. Too. It was good. They lived next door to me. I lived in the West Village mm-hmm. uh, on Jane Street. And there was a building that they had just built at the time, very expensive. And he bought, I think they still, I think Michael might still wow. own it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he, saw him all the time. Just walking around and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dre said when the DVD came out, they hadn't made really. They got paid for their show, but they didn't get residuals from HBO. Right. So when the DVD came out, it sold like a million copies, and then one day he pulled everyone into the uh, the trailer and gave everybody a check for thirty thousand dollars each. Yeah, he was always doing that. Like he was funny because he'd go on a bender and not show up for work, Mm. and then he'd come and he'd pay for it. Pay for the wow. He'd pay for the day. Yeah, yeah. Savage man. Yeah. That would be a sick person to like work with. Yeah. We you have any any person on your bucket list to work with that you never worked with yet? Um I would love to work with Al Pacino, who I've I, I know a little bit now. Um uh, you know, I'd still love to work with, you know, those guys, the De Niro's yeah. of the world. Woo. I did I worked with Kaitel. I'm gonna go work with Kaitel again. He's hard. Pesci would be a fucking dream. He's so mysterious, I bro. Know. I see him uh, popping up yeah. on photos. I'm like, yeah, yo, what does this guy do? He's amazing. He's amazing. Or he lives here, like in somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those guys, you know, those guys I grew up with. But uh That'd be so sick. Yeah, otherwise, you know, I just uh, you know, just love working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here, and it's great catching up with you, man. Always. Oh, so come to my house this weekend. Yeah. All right, all right. 
Absolutely, man. But thank you for everything, and um, it's great becoming becoming your friend through Chris yeah, and our relationship. Man. We keep it moving, and now we're friends without Chris. I know. <laughs> the last time we heard Chris was in this kitchen, man. Maybe yeah. Chris is watching now or <laughs> seeing what's going on. You motherfuckers. But yeah, man. We love you, Chris Uvain, and thank yeah, you for man. connecting us. And uh, and now, what's what's coming up next, Ren? Anything coming up for you? Um, I'm going. I'm going to Colombia to do this that's right, movie that's the next with thing, uh, yeah. Andy Garcia, and then. Uh, By the way, Andy Garcia doesn't get enough props either. Incredible no, actor, fucking man. great actor, man. Incredible and a, and a great human being. I heard that. A great human being. But then, um, I am you know starting this DC. I'm in the DC Woo! universe now. It's Congratulations, dude. My man James Gunn, and uh, it's cool. Great cast: David Harbor and and um, Maria Bakalova, who won, who was nominated for an Oscar for. Uh, for the uh, Borat movie. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got a, you know, he's a talent magnet. So, so I'm looking forward to that. I got a couple movies that I hope don't come out, <laughs> and then I have a movie uh, coming out called Year Two, which is a big movie, being in all the theaters. Okay. And it's kind of uh, the Purge meets Twilight. It's Ooh. it's uh, it's one okay. night of me fighting uh, werewolves, and it's Sick. really fucking cool. So, so and, and as an actor, you you're kind of living from just job to job. Um, like you're not on salary, so it's like, like money wise. Yeah, and it's just, it's just you, when's my next job? When's my next audition? Like, nah, yeah, no more. I mean, I not know, audition. I, I'm sorry. No, 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 I got a lot of money in the bank. I mean, I don't. You know, it's not like but, I'm worried about money. It's worried about it's worried about the the, the quality of work. I want to get back to doing great things. Yeah, because I did after my divorce. I got you went crazy. Killed. A bunch. I had to. I had to make money. But now you can pick and choose. Yeah, you're in a, you're in a place yeah, you can yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, That's and, nice. and I, you know, and I, I have a company too. So I'm. I have three scripts that are in development that are phenomenal. Awesome. Um, so, so one of those probably in the next six months will, I'll be on set with. Awesome. Uh, and so you know, most of the stuff that I'm interested in doing now, I'm involved in developing it. It's great. Yeah. We're in a great place, man. Yeah. It's good stuff. Great hair, great everything. Thank and no you. drinking, no booze. No drinking, bro. Yeah! 120 days or something like that. Drop I'm really proud mic. of you, man. Thanks, bro. And every time we go to Grillo's house, my wife, my wife, my wife will be like, what should I get? Oh, let's get him the wine. That's, we always get the same shit nope. we brought over to. Just bring liquid death. Now I'm bringing liquid death. Liquid death. I got you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Grillo. Love, man. Bye. <laughs> yo, yo, Grillo, what up? Back in the pod. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How you doing? checking in with you man because when we did this episode a couple months back you were um a certain amount of days sober from uh you know your your wine life uh how how, how, how i'm just catching up with you now how to see how things are going with you we've hung out a couple times since then too, watch the fights and everything and um yeah it's just awesome seeing you in a different in a different world especially going to your house and watching the fights it was always like a party vibe there and now you're drinking like you know salsa water and shit like that sparkling water it's amazing i know man it's uh, it just gets better and better. You know, it's funny because um, I've had several friends of mine who have been, uh, you know, sober um, for a pretty long time and, and were really good drinkers. Um, and they just kept saying to me, hey, dude, you know, how's it going? I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's so funny that people check in. I'm like, I don't even think about it. You know, I don't like it's like, you know, I have friends that are in AA and they go every day and it's a struggle and and fight and, and uh you know and but that's not my journey you know it's like i just stopped drinking and i don't think about it and that's yeah. kind of it it's like until somebody brings it up it's just it's just not it's like heroin like <laughs> i don't do heroin either <laughs> it's like you know it's like i don't think about it <laughs> so and, and you did it kind of cold turkey too like no meetings or nothing like that right 
no, no, no. I, I have, like, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't have an addictive personality, you know, yeah. I, I don't do drugs and I never smoke cigarettes and I don't, I don't, you know, I'm addicted to like fitness, but, yes. but I don't, I don't see that as a problem. Yeah. Um, and part of that's probably vanity. Yeah. Uh, so, so, um, but other than that, I don't, I just don't have the gene. So, mm-hmm. and I'm an, I am an incredible, uh, there's a lot of things I'm not brother, but I am an incredibly disciplined human being in all aspects of my life, like, yeah. like militantly. And so I just sat on Tuesday, put the glass of wine down. And then on Wednesday I was a non-drinker. Incredible, and that's man. just the way it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, and, and I, I, I wish I could tell you, man, I'm, uh, you know, that I'm just that strong that I'm not, but it's, it just, it was, it wasn't a thing. It just wasn't a thing. You, you know what I mean? And now I feel so fucking good. Toby. like, awesome. I feel so focused and clear and happy and all the things, all the things I thought wine made me feel. I realize I've come to realize that they made me feel the opposite. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It made me feel the opposite. My anger issues, my, you know, my, my emotional kind of swinging up and down my, my sometimes, uh, erratic behavior and, and the craziness of it all, which I used to think was cool. Um, that was all from drinking too much wine period. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my eyes burning all the time. My, my, you know, my skin looking a certain way all from fucking wine. Cause it all went away. Oh, crazy man! And you stopped. Yeah, you stopped, it's you stopped crazy. Ca- you stopped counting the days too. Yeah, I did. I mean, you know, it's interesting. If I want to count the days, I know the exact day when I said I wasn't drinking because I, I hadn't I hadn't been feeling well. I had a stomach virus. It was right around Thanksgiving, and so okay, uh, I, I I could tell you if I did the math, but I don't. Yeah. Again, if it was a thing and I needed to know, like one day at a time, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I would do that, but yeah, man, it's, uh, I'm, I just don't drink. <laughs> it's amazing, man. And how are you hanging in right now with the strike and everything? Good. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I got to my house since you've even come has been, has been exponentially kind of improved. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gotten a chance sure. to finish just about everything, but you know, all the, all the little stuff has gotten done too. So it's been fun. I'm ready to go to work because I spent a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm not Chris Pratt or Chris Evans or Chris Pine or uh, any other Chris in Hollywood. So. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, so hopefully, I mean, are they saying the strike's going to end this year? Are they saying, or are there any words? I, I think if it doesn't end soon, like within the next couple of weeks, I think it's going to go on a while. Wow. And I think it's it's unfortunate and unnecessary. And uh, I'm not in. I mean, I am all for uh, fairness and um, and uh, and and equal equity and all of the good stuff that we're fighting for. Some of the stuff I think is is not worth everybody losing houses over. So yeah. I kind of keep my mouth shut. But yeah, uh, I saw I saw you out there yeah. too in the streets. That was awesome. Yeah, my buddy, my buddy Dion uh, organized this thing. He's a great, just kind of really inspirational dude, and uh, and and he's the one guy who got me out, got me out there because it's it's hot, man. It's so hot, it's so hot right now, <laughs> dude. My eyeball, it's like it's like I was waiting to see like rhinoceros and elephants. I feel like I'm in like in the middle of the Serengeti in Africa. 
<laughs> were, there some, were there some projects you were working on all of a sudden just got halted because of this? Like in the middle yeah. of doing it? Yeah. Fuck all, all of them. Damn. You know, and you look, you know, like CAA is the mighty CAA. You know, there there have been some some quiet layoffs and stuff. It's like it's really hurting people's lives, man. And, uh, you know, I love actors, but look, 90 percent of the union, you know, couldn't support themselves by acting. And so I get everybody needs to make more residuals and stuff. And that is absolutely the truth. But, you know, I don't I don't I you know, the 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 reality is it's not like there's a hundred thousand you know, coal mine workers that are always in the coal mines that need. So it's, it's an interesting thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) You know, so one of my friends is breaking it down about like different TV shows that don't get residuals. It's like, it's like putting out a record and not getting royalties on something. You get paid the one time. And then as many times as people watch stranger things or one of these shows, it doesn't mean they were getting paid every time. No man. And that's, that's what needs to be fixed. You know, I, I had a movie, a big movie on Hulu called Boss Level. Yep. I had Netflix bought Kingdom and ran yes. Kingdom for, for two years, and I didn't get a nickel. Wow. Not a nickel. Not a nickel. And uh, I have like five. I have two movies that were made by Netflix, one with me and Mackie, and then Wheelman. And uh, I've seen very, very, I mean, infinitesimal checks. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. So that does need to be rectified. It's yeah. no longer new media. You know, it used to be considered new. Like, you know, how do the streamers monetize? And but it's that's a that's so antiquated. It's like you know, mm. just pay pay us pay us a fair share. That's all. But uh, as far as the AI and stuff, you know, it's not nobody's going to take my image and use it with AI. And so, you know, I understand they could use it for extras and they could kind of continue yeah. to use it. But I'm not fucking striking for that. And it's not, is, it a, is it a real threat? For, is it a real threat? You think for the industry? I guess. I guess it could be. I yeah. guess it could be for background players. You know, I don't. It's it's not going to replace actors. Yeah. Uh, right. Not right now. So, um, you know, you got to know why you're striking. And for me, it's about the money. It's about you know that. But yeah, people would kill me. Who the fuck knows? That? <laughs> All right, well, fuck, man. I'm glad everything's good in your life and you're fucking killing it. And, you know, it's been great hanging out with you those last couple of fights. And, yeah, just the, the new you. And and you're still, It's what's funny about you is that you're still the same person when you're sober now. Like, you've always been the life of the party, outgoing, you know what I mean, funny at your house, a really great host, and just always been you. And then maybe you thought that you, maybe you mentally maybe thought you might have needed that to be that guy, but you don't. Yeah. Because since I was hung out, no. you sense you're exactly the same. Uh, I love you. And, but you're right, man. And you know, it's funny. I used to look at people who didn't drink and I would be like, oh, those poor fucking people. Now, <laughs> now, dude, now, now I'm like, oh, they knew all along how much better this is while watching me being an asshole. <laughs> and so now, and I don't judge anybody, but now, like, I had a buddy over the other night, dude. He came with his girl. My girl was here. And he, he drank three bottles of fucking rose by himself. Wow. Three bottles. Dude, and I was looking at him. I didn't say anything. I just kept giving him the wine, and I was, but I was, and, and I watched him go from one aspect of who he is to a complete other guy. And yeah. I'm like, there it is. There yeah. it is. Proof that you never need to drink again. <laughs> were you, were you, were you were drink? We drinking? You weren't drinking a couple of bottles. Uh, you were drinking a lot of bottles a week, though, huh? 
when you were? Me? Oh, I would drink at least, at least a bottle of some kind of a wine a day. Wow. Every day. Yeah. Every single day. Easy, easy, easy. I mean, I would come back from the fucking gym from boxing sometimes and be like, ah, it's 1130. Let me get some rosé. And I'd start drinking rosé. Wow. Yeah, thinking it's just rosé. I remember you were saying like you would just drink rosé and like starve yourself. <laughs> so you being funny about it. What do you do like to uh, train? You barely even eat? Yeah, it's crazy. I know. I know, man. So anyway, yeah, life's awesome. good, brother. Yeah, man. Well, fucking thank you so much and uh, hope to see you soon, man. Yeah, no, I'm going to do the uh, Canelo-Charlo fight. So you'll you'll be hearing from me. All right, brother. Awesome. And, if, and when, right. whenever you're ready for the cold plunge, man, let me know. I'll get you one. Love it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, Frank. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other, and that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card, don't really tell me much, didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient and it's painful. They ice you up, it's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly gonna get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology. Cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do on these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.